Welcome back. Joining me now for our daily markets wrap is Martin Smith from Anchor Capital. Thank you so much for your time, Martin. Martin, how long is the spring in your step after those Fed minutes? <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good question. Um, look, we have seen markets locally and offshore bounce quite hard since that CPI number that surprised, um, obviously, in a positive light a couple of weeks ago. Um, and then kind of cherry on top were those, those Fed minutes, like you mentioned, which uh, were, had hints of dovishness about them, which were quite good. Um, but I think we, we also need to remember that we've got employment data out um, and we've got another CPI number out before the Fed meets um, in the middle of next month. So there's still a lot of things to kind of happen before I get too excited. Oh, and yeah, uh, yeah I, I think I'm going to wait before I before I celebrate, um, but, but, but it's been good so far, so I'm happy. Yeah, because then I was going to ask you if you think the markets have found their bottom or do you think that the pain still has more legs? So it's all data dependent, right? Yeah, ab absolutely. I think we, we saw data and headline sensitive at the moment. I think anything can pull the market in either direction. So at this moment in time, I'm not getting too excited. I'm trying to be clever about the way I'm getting invested for clients and not getting too excited when things go up and not getting too excited when things go down and yeah. just trying to invest kind of for the long term. All right. So if the Fed actually does, if we do get quite encouraging data on the employment front in the U.S. and also on the inflation front and the Fed actually does implement that 50 basis point hike in December, we know locally, of course, we did have the Saab uh, that uh, implemented its third consecutive 75 basis point hike yesterday, a very bitter pill to swallow. But if the mm. Fed does actually shift and go on with the 50 basis point hike locally, do you think that this could be the last serving of that bitter pill or is, would it still maybe be too early to assume because... Our own central bank does also need to keep in mind our own inflation figures. No, you, you're 100% right. So we've got on our on our kind of front, we've got uh, a, a central bank worried about um, um, interest rates pushing, kind of putting their heads up a little bit, which we saw this week. Data disappointing a little bit on that side, and also trying to keep up with that, what's happening globally with other central banks around the world. Uh, but at the same time, we've got the nuance of also being a bit constrained from a growth perspective and a consumer perspective. Like you said, 75 basis points is, was a very bitter pill for people to swallow this week. Um, so if we have a little bit of easing of interest rates around the world, that'll definitely filter into what we're doing here. Look, I think we've still got about 75 bips to a percent um, before we kind of reach peak rates in South Africa. I, I hope I'm wrong on that. Yeah. Um, but But you are right. I think... As that kind of external um, pressure starts to abate and uh, global our global peers start to kind of pull their interest rates down a little bit more, I think that will be positive from us from an interest rate perspective. And I think the market is pretty much pricing in a 50 basis points hike now from the U.S. in December. And hopefully that, that kind of uh, pulls through and we don't see a 75. Yeah, uh, those growth forecasts that uh, Lesetja Khanyaho gave us yesterday were actually quite staggering, uh, z expecting 0.4% growth for quarter three and 0.1% growth for quarter four. And you just think even in quarter four, because quarter four is, you know, it's got Black Friday, it's got um, the festive season, yet is it all load shedding that's, that's going to be putting a cap on, on this growth? 
think it's and you also got to remember it's it's lapping a weaker base from last year as well okay if you think about omicron and those things so it's i agree with you it's it, it's not the most encouraging um and i think you are right i think you do have kind of elements of load shedding come in but i think you're also finding a consumer that's a little bit constrained i think if you look at those mr price results yeah. uh yesterday it also points to the fact that you have a consumer that's in a bit of a tough space interest rates that we've just spoken about now also putting a little bit more pressure on so i think we're operating in, in a tight environment at the moment and um hopefully we just need to sit it out and and we'll kind of be in a better position in the months that follow obviously the retailers uh, have updates that come through in january yeah. which are always quite um, interesting to, to look at because it gives you a bit of perspective as to where the consumer is yeah. kind of in this festive period. Yeah, and you really look at how the market reacted to Mr. Price. It wasn't very good. And I think it really was that realization that even the golden child, because Mr. Price's is, is really a counter that a lot of people like. So investors really also realizing that even the golden child isn't immune to all these challenges and pressures uh, that are in the macroeconomy. But actually talking about the macroeconomy, um, you have Bidvest, which is considered to be a proxy for the South African economy. And I mean, there's all this doom and gloom in the economy. But then you read uh, that trading update from Bidvest and everything seems to be <laughs> going quite well so uh, what's your take on Bidvest's performance of under the gloomy picture of the macroeconomy no uh, you, you i'm completely on your page it's uh, it was a very good um, kind of update shows their defensiveness in, in a very challenging environment which you've just spent the last couple of minutes speaking about yeah. um look 20 percent of their business is now in the uk where they've kind of rolled out a similar operation to south africa from a hygiene business perspective but um they seem to be putting the runs on the board i think you'll get five to ten percent uh, revenue growth um it's a very well-run business and like you mentioned it is a, a bit of a proxy for the sa kind of gdp uh but also good sa inc business gets flows from foreigners and like I said, they keep putting the runs on the board. You'll get five to ten percent uh, growth on the on the top line. Yeah. Margins still look okay. So I think it's a it's a SA Inc. play, and I think it'll compound in the background. I don't expect it to uh, shoot the lights out, but I think okay. it'll it'll be a good compounder in 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 portfolios. All right, a nice steady eddy for you there. Um, right, let's get to your stock pick for today, Martin. Uh, short and sweet. I think Remgro is looking attractive um, at the moment. Uh, big discount to NAV. I think you'll see some value accretion from unbundling and selling off of, of assets. And uh, I think you can make a, a nice return from, from Remgro at the moment. Ah, all right. Well, thank you very much for your time and for your insights today, Martin. Just wrapping up the week for us, Martin Smith from Anchor Capital.